Hello, Rockers and Mercurians. It is Rock Mercury here, and welcome to the Rock Mercury Podcast. Today, we are trying a new tea that I haven't tried yet. Um, I haven't tried this on the channel. I haven't tried it at all. I never tasted it. I'm very curious about it. It seems like a very powerful one. It's from Bilingo Balance. Um, you guys know I love Bilingo Balance. It's a company by Victor Bowman, who is Dr. Sebi's son. Um, and I like he blessed me with these herbs. So I'm thankful to jump into this one. I am getting getting more. Um, I am getting more committed to my cleanse right now. Like I'm gonna be kind of fasting through the day and stuff like that. So that's just I'm, I'll take you take you along on my journey. I'm gonna eat like a big meal in the morning and then kind of fast and take teas through the day. Um, that's just what I'm doing. I'm not a doctor. This is just what I feel like is going to work for me for what I would like to happen next for my life and <laughs> my in my blood cleansing. So this situation is um, called the corn, the cordon, cordon, lacio negro. Uh, that's what it's called. Um, it's an herbal tea. It says the benefit is that this herb grows in Peru, Honduras, Jamaica, and several other different islands. It was one of Dr. Sebi's favorite favorite herbs, um, aids with the following. It aids with inflammation, respiratory problems, um, sexual dysfunction, problem with low iron, di diarrhea, diarrhea, <laughs> um, stomach ache, gonorrhea, oh goodness, um, kidney and liver conditions, bacterial, um, herpes, and um, anemia. That is a lot of things that it's talking about. <laughs> That's a lot of things. So again, I'm not a doctor. It is, and it's saying it's just, it, um, it aids with these. I'm not saying it cures or it does anything like that. I'm not making any claims. I'm just a person taking the tea from this company. You can go to BilingoBalance.com to check it out if you would like to check it out. But I made some in this, um, in this pot right here. I made a lettuce steep in here. I really love using this pot for this. Like this is how it looks. Ooh, it is. Yeah, she's hot. She's spicy. Oh my god, okay. It's dripping a little bit everywhere, okay. Because it just for some condensation. Um, so I'm gonna put it in this cup and we're gonna get into it and just see what what this tea is like, what the flavor is giving. Um we're gonna we're gonna check it out. Let's see. Oh my gosh, you guys. I thought I'd let it cool down for long enough, but it was cooking for an hour, so it makes sense that it would be a bit um a bit hot still. What's up the full streamer? Good to see you. Um, how was your day today? Oh my gosh, today was a really good day. I'm going to talk about my day. This is the Ask Mercury Mercury segment too. So if you guys want to have any questions, you guys can put them in there. I will happily answer them in a second. But I just want to show you guys, um, try this tea out with you guys. You know how I love trying out foods and stuff. So this is today's tea. I also had a juice while I was on, I went on a walk. I just got back from a walk. Um, actually, I've been here. I've been back for a while. I was kind of doing some work. Um, yeah, bro, I was doing I was doing some work, and then I like figured I would come on now, have some tea, braid my hair up for sleeping. Cause I've been braiding my hair every night, and it's been saving me so much time in the morning. Cause when you don't have to comb your hair out, you don't lose as much hair. It's just so good. Um, let's see, Photo Dreamer saying I'm talking to a new man, and he's everything. Oh, I'm so happy for you, Foolish Dreamer. Oh my goodness. I've been thinking about that too. I'm so glad. How do I not ruin it? Ooh, 
You're asking me how not to ruin it? You're asking the person who's been divorced and had the most abusive, terrible relationships in my life? Everybody, everybody I've dated has been an awful situation, which means that I must be picking awful people. <laughs> and like, you know, I'm not the right person to ask about that, but I will answer it. <laughs> I will answer because you asked me, so I'm going to answer. Because um, I, I, I feel like sometimes people who have bad relationships like, like I did, like I have, my history, um, I think that sometimes we are the right person to ask just because we can tell you what not to do or like just give you some insight that maybe you might not have thought about or something. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get into that. I'm going to definitely get into that situation, but yeah, because I can tell you what not to do, that's for sure, or what, you know, what I've done that wouldn't, wouldn't be the greatest thing. Okay, perfect. So let's try this tea out. So again, for anybody who just came in, thank you for everybody who's coming through. This is again, cord, cordonal, I can't even pronounce this, cordonal, cordonalacio negro. I, I literally can't pronounce this, but this is how, this is how it looks before I taste it. I'm going to show you how it looks dry before I cooked it. Um, all right, let's see. Uh, that, oh, wow. Then the light goes off. Okay, cool. There you go. That's how it looks. This is how it looks. It's like leaves and kind of sticks and stuff. <laughs> uh, so this is this is what it's giving. Um, it smells like literally like you, like you just grab... Like you just grab the floor of a forest and just put it in your hand. That's literally what it smells like. If you guys have been to like a Houston forest or something, that's what it, it literally just smells like, just that. So let me taste this tea and I'm gonna answer this question because I'm very curious about your situation and I really hope the best for you, of course. But I just wanna talk about it a little bit. Okay, let's try this tea. It's hot still, oh my God, I don't know if I'm gonna, oh God, okay. Okay, it's a mild tea. Oh, it's, I mean, oh, it's, it's def the flavor is definitely there, but it's not as intense as that Gordalo. The Gordalo we tried last time was so intense. It felt like I was getting punched in the face by a tree. I don't know what, even what kind of tree, just punched by like a very strong, intense tree. But this one is like, it's much more mild. Oh, okay. Okay, I like this. I like this flavor. I'm gonna drink all of this tea, I think. I could do this tonight. Hmm. All right. Let's get into this question now, since we've, since I tried the tea out. Um, make sure you guys go to bilingualbalance.com if you wanna try that this tea and, and many other trees they have. All right, let's get into this. So the Foolish Dreamer, I'm gonna start off with the first question you said. Um, oh, thank you for saying the jacket. The jacket's awesome. It's a pretty cool jacket. Actually, actually my ex got this jacket. Um, and so, you know, I, I wear a lot of the stuff because he has good style. So, um, let's see. Someone, someone says, bro looks 16 and 60. What does that even mean? Um, and then says, are you biracial? What does that even mean? Um, okay. So how do you, okay. So you're asking, I'm talking, the foolish dreamer says, I'm talking to a new man and he is everything. How do I not ruin this? He is so beautiful to me and has a great soul. When I talk, I just gaze into his eyes. That's beautiful. Um, yes, I know that's creepy. I just can't help it, LMAO. I mean, I don't think that's creepy. <laughs> um, 
now that my heart, my heart isn't as calcified because I've been opening opening myself up to love again. Not that I I'm not interested in anyone. I have nobody in mind right now at the moment. Even though I'm in, I go to Venice Beach. I'm not Venice Beach. I go to Hermosa Beach, which means beautiful beach in Spanish. I think um, I go there every day, and there's some beautiful people there. Oh my gosh, there's some hotties there, but nobody that I even know their name. So it's not like I'm happy, but um. But I I understand where you're coming from because I, when I have dated people, I've been interested. You know, you you get into that phase. You're like, oh, this person's beautiful. They're like their personality, their vibe, their you know, physically, all of it. Like they can they they a beautiful person. And I think the important thing to say the part of how you how do you not ruin it is that part that can ruin it. You wondering or trying to prevent yourself from ruining the relationship could be the actual. Thing that draws a insecurity and a like it brings a fear because you're fearing the ruinate the ruination of the situation as as Woody Williams would say um you're fearing the end the demise of a beautiful situation and fear itself does nothing but attract that situation to you and it sounds like hokey and everything but it's really true like when you when you fear something you're directly attracting that energy to come into your life. You're like, you're looking for those things to happen. You're trying to prevent it. And then therefore it, it, it happens. It feels uncomfortable from the other person's side because you don't seem, you're not able to be your natural self, which is why that person even is interested in talking with you, you know? Um, also, sometimes that fear can can cause you to present a, um, an alternative person to this, like an alternative version of yourself that is un, um, that is not maintainable. You know, anything that's not your your core solid self is not really maintainable in a relationship because they're gonna see through it at some point. Everyone, like people, are going to be able to um, recognize that hey, this is not the person that you know I thought I married or I thought I was with or dating or whatever. You know, that's that's um, something that happens when you're not solid within the truth of yourself and knowing that hey you are who you are whether this person stays um whether they stay or go whether they stay or go they they go and i and i put it i like to put it in this in this kind of extreme where um where i say like even let's say everything goes beautifully and perfectly but you've like now you've made yourself a different kind of person for this person like you've lost yourself within it if that person passes away from something anything it could be like this a freak accident they're walking down the street and a brick falls off a building it could be anything life is crazy and hectic um or or chaotic i should say um do you like what do you do after that like now that you have no one to be this false self for do you like do you commit to that new false self? No, you go back to who you were because now you're in a, you know, like the, the gig's up at that point. And so why ever put the gig on? Like be yourself so fully that there is no way to, um, there's no way to feel like you're, like to be, to feel unbalanced because you're just living in your truth. That is the real way, you know? Um, that's the real way to do that. Let's see, you're saying, Man, you're so right. The photo streamer says, man, you're so right. I just don't want to be hurt, so I'm cautious. Exactly. And that's the part. You don't want to be hurt, which is also setting you up to be hurt. You know, because now you're going to interpret things within this new relationship, this new budding relationship that are that can cause you more hurt. You know, you're going to interpret things that may not have been intended to be painful, but they, um, they it can cause you hurt. 
You know, I, I liked in the interview for the, for Beyonce's Vogue that I, I read earlier today, as I did like a unboxing of the of the new Beyonce Vogue Vogue episode, um, issue. The editor said that um, that the most important thing to Beyonce is in, is intent. You know, the intent of her music, and I was like, that's really powerful. Intent is a very strong thing, and so um, fear can distort the intent not only of you, but of the people around you and the people you're connecting with and communicating with. So you want to rid yourself of the fear. That's the only way to be able to preserve or to um, to let a relationship flower in any way, you know? Um, you're saying, the Foolish Dreamer says, my ex seriously messed me up. That's another part, and I feel you on this. I feel you, I, when I was driving home today, I kind of thought that, I'm like, wow, like I really was willing I was really ready to just give up on love forever. I was like, forget this. Like, my ex screwed me up. I never can trust anyone. Like, I thought that person loved me and he did me so dirty, like, to the max. And I just was like, forget this. I'm over it. But the concept, the idea of your ex screwing you over is still a romantic tragedy. It's a romantic tragedy where you actually get joy from believing that, from believing that you've been, that you've been so messed up in your that you're, you've been ruined by your ex, it, it almost continues the romance that ended for a reason. You know, it like it, you're, now you're involved, like it's, a, it's like an unrequited romance at this point. Like you're in your own space, you're in your own, um, your own story, you're, you're after, the relationship's over, but you're still holding on to it by feeling as if somehow that instance in time has ruined you in this new future time. You know, it never even ruined you at that time in the past, but it feels like it did because part of you is holding on to that situation. And it, like, that's the last string you have left connected to this painful moment, but it was also something you loved. Otherwise it wouldn't have been painful. Like you loved that person, you loved your ex, which is why you wanted to have some connection, but the, the connection you're having is ruining any possibility of you having a future that is um, maybe a more beautiful future or, or, or a future with possibilities. You know, and I'm not coming at you with this. I'm like, this is something I need to hear for myself, too. You know, it can be very, it doesn't seem like it can be um, self-beneficial to feel like, to feel like a victim in a situation. But when we say we've been messed up, we're committing to the victim mentality that we, that we're a victim of this person, which still connects us to that person, even though that person is gone and should not be a part of our life. So the biggest thing to do is to forget about your ex um not wish them harm not wish them well just burn them out like it's done like it's gone i actually did um in my in my summer solstice cleansing i did which when i wrote all these things down and i, and I burned the paper to just release it i did i put my ex on there i put a lot of things on that paper and that was one of them because i don't even want any energy towards it i don't even want to care at all because it's just it all ties you back to something that obviously was not healthy otherwise it would still be here <laughs> so uh, let me read your next question. You said, the foolish dreamer says, a brick falling is what took out Alex Browning, survivor of Flight 180. Ooh. Dang, that's that's deep. That's just You could be walking and living your life, and that can happen. That's some real life right there. Um, Cali Blessed is here. He says, um, Brock, what are you doing up so late? I am, um, I am having some tea. About to do my hair. Um, and I'm answering some questions for Ask Mercury, and I'm going to talk about my day today, too. So, yeah. Callie Blessed says, Rock, you need someone like Callie Blessed. Callie Blessed, I don't even know what you look like, Callie Blessed. 
I don't even know. I, I, you come on here often, but I don't know. I don't know you like that. And so how 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 I need somebody like you when you ain't even showed me no tax papers. I don't know how much you're making. Can you afford me? Rock Mercury is expensive, and you're over here telling me that I need somebody like you. Like I have qualifications. I know my worth now. Another part for a foolish dreamer: know your worth so that. You don't feel like, oh, I'm just so lucky to have this person. This person is so beautiful, so I'm just lucky that they even care about me or like me. No, I'm over that. There's nothing cute about feeling like, oh, I'm just, I'm just lucky to have someone. No, forget that. Like you set, you set yourself up to give your power away the moment that you feel that somebody's like you're just lucky to have someone. Like no, like you're who you are. You know your, you know what you bring to the table. They obviously bring something to the table too, so you don't have to diminish them or say. Like you're better than them or something because, or like it doesn't, it doesn't have to be that. It doesn't have to be either better. You're better. They're better. It doesn't have to be any. It could be an even situation, and that will keep you. Um, that'll give you some peace there. Um, let's see. Foolish streamer says no rock. I seriously appreciate you saying this. I shoot. I'm glad you asked it. I'm really thankful that you asked these questions. It's very important to discuss this, and it feels very freeing even to this. Even to discuss it is freeing me in a way too. It's make it's helping me to recover from, you know, traumas of my past, and I'm not. I refuse to be to be associated to them or to be um to be. I refuse to be, um, confined, by traumas of the past. It doesn't make any sense to do that. Like I refuse to. So I love that we're chatting about this. Geo's in the house. Geo said exes are meant to be exes for a reason. Exactly. Exit out. Exit out. No shade, no love loss. You don't have to get revenge. That was the hardest part for me. Was, was um, yeah. That was a hard. That was a really tough part for me. Um, hold on, I have to, I have to mute this person. I know they're blocked already. I gotta mute them too. Um, so I yeah, I really, a really hard part was getting rid of the revenge. The 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 necessity for revenge. There needs to be no necessity for revenge. You need to just like let. It be what it was and is, um, and you know, just, there's just no reason to have to want revenge. Like, and that was a hard part for me because I felt like there had to be, it had to be like an even thing. Um, I do want to mention. I know I blocked the person who said this, but they were they were saying like, oh, you're um this this person they, they called me the n word. They're like this n word um is saying that I um this n word is saying that you know. He's expensive. Rock Mercury's expensive while while streaming on TikTok. Um, what's not expensive about TikTok? This is somewhere I like to be. I'm an expensive person. I'm living my life. I get to do what you know. I get to do what, be what I, who I want to be. Like this is what I want to do. What makes you see people will say these random things and they'll make it seem as if they can diminish your worth because of what you're doing. Like, am I, am I supposed to think that me streaming on TikTok somehow lowers my worth? Is that what he, is that what that troll wanted me to think? I don't care what they thought. I just thought it was interesting that they even thought to write that out with their little troll fingers. You know, it was just very bizarre. You know, like there's a lot of rich people on TikTok. There's a lot of very like people who value themselves and just want to share their stories and live their life. So like people will say all kind of randomness and they'll try to tear you down in all kind of ways, um, especially in toxic relationships, which is just why they're toxic and why they should be ex situations. You know, and sometimes these toxic relationships can make you feel like you're not worth something or, oh, you do that and you do that. My ex would do that all the time. He would try to tear me down all the time because he felt less than. 
So instead of just being who he was, he thought he had to tear me down to his level. Oh my God, we're at 666 likes. Yeah, 666 likes. 666, my favorite number. Um, all right, let's see. Is there another mod? Um, I don't think there's another mod in, in here right now. I didn't see that comment at all. I'm sorry. Oh, no worries. No worries. I just happened to see it. Somebody blocked them already. But um, I just happened to see the comments, so then I muted them. But I'm glad I saw that comment because it's just that's what people do. Like, it was just... It doesn't bother me for real. Really, I'm so immune to it. But it was just so interesting that people would think that that's something that I should feel bad about. For streaming on TikTok, there's literally multi-millionaires and big, huge companies that are on TikTok streaming and living... Like, why... Like they don't find anything and make it up. And like, they said that they're worth this and they're on here. Oh, God, you only have this amount of followers. You only have this. You only have that. You only have that. Like, these be the same people who are the most jealous, the most bitter, the most miserable people, you know? And that's, like, it's just how it is. It's kind of how it works. But if you internalize that, and a lot of times our ex-situations were doing that to us. And so, like, we, if we internalize that, then we start feeling like, oh, I'm just lucky to have this person, lucky to have this this blessing, lucky to have, no. Like, enjoy the blessing, enjoy whatever it is, be within it, accept that you have it, accept that you get to enjoy it. Like, there's no point of diminishing yourself. It's not cute to diminish yourself, but I feel like that's what society has told us to do, that we have to be humble about things and just keep on lowering, diminishing yourself. Oh, I'm not that great. Oh, who me? Oh, I'm not that great. I'm just out here living, just doing my best. Just doing it. It's just very weak and, and like um, victimish. You know, I don't like that at all. When I see that from a person in real life, I literally walk away. <laughs> I can't. I can't be a part of that. Um, none of my friends are like that at all. Like, we live our lives. Like, we, if we ever even have a moment like that, we, we bounce out of it quickly. We're not interested in staying in there. Some people pick that persona of just consistent diminishing um they pick that in order to like to gain to like live off of sympathy somehow as if the universe cares um and so, so they're getting a synthetic sympathy because a lot of people are just they don't want to be rude and so they they try to feed into this sympathy that this person is requesting from the universe or the world around them and nobody wants to do that nobody likes those kind of people nobody wants to be around that kind of person you know and so it's like we have to recognize that and delete that within ourselves because even we don't want to be around that. Even the people who are like that. I was, I was, there was this one woman who I even let, she was such a victim person, such a victim. I even let her stay in my home. Like, I, I, that was a bad idea. But she was just a pit of victimhood. And I remember she would always share her victim stories and be like, oh, what was me? What was me? What was me? And I just shared one story one time. I was like, yeah, like, things are hard. So I was dealing with something in life, and I was, it was actually my divorce. I was dealing with my divorce. I shared a little story about it, and she was like, oh, gosh, like, if I have to hear about that again, like, I'm going to be so triggered hearing about that. I'm like, are you serious? You just spent hours and days, days and days talking about how much you're a victim. I shared one story, and now you're already triggered. Now you are, you know, like, you know, like, so even the people who do those victim stories, they don't even want to hear another story of it. So they know, it's almost like they're, they're um they're trying to steal your energy they're trying to like live off of some sympathy when they could just like be a boss and like and own whatever they're whatever is going on in their life and keep it moving you know so it's just it's it's something that we just genuinely don't like as human nature so um the adonis hello the adonis good to see you the adonis says she wants some of this tea i'm sipping on okay you got a little bit of tea just a touch 
It's a touch of this tea. This tea got dark. That tea got real dark from that. This is this um the cordon the cordon up cordon la la lo negro one. <laughs> oh my goodness, y'all. Um mm. The Foolish Dreamer says, people love to bend their oversized fingers to be mean. <laughs> they love to do it. I just be laughing at them because, I mean, it's they must be miserable, to be honest. Like, it's just, like, it's kind of sad. I never get bothered. It's just, it's funny. I, I used to like to just, like, hit them back up and, like, you know, joke with them or, or read them to field or something. But even that's, like, they want that. They want the attention. They want some kind of negative negative energy to match theirs so they feel better about being miserable. And so I don't want to give them that. That's why I just blocked them right away. And that particular comment, I just happened to read it because I wanted to, I felt like it was useful for what we we're talking about. It was useful as an example of a miserable person similar to some of our exes and some of our ex-friends or ex-whatever. In fact, there was a situation I read about today, which is kind of off topic, but it's kind of on it. Um, on Twitter, it's so sad, but apparently just today, um, someone's niece on Twitter, like somebody's niece, her friends poisoned her because she got a scholarship to France and they're jealous and they poisoned her and now she's passed away. And it's like, what? These are her friends and they poison? Like, I, I was in shock and there was so many comments under it, so many like people sharing it and trying to give condolences and it was a real story. And I just... I was like, wow, like you really have got to pick and choose very carefully what energies you're around. My friends would never do that. I have not one friend who's jealous of me. Like we all support each other, we're thankful. I used to have friends who are jealous, but I don't have that anymore. Um, I don't, it's just not existent. Like we all are just all, we're just happy to be together when we are. We support each other when we aren't together. We just chat and we're just, we, we have nothing but love for each other. I just don't, I can't imagine. And if one of us moved to France or something, We'll be like, okay, cool. Well, what, um, when's a good time to go visit you? What, like, you know, what's a good hotel to come to? When you know, they would not, they would never do something like that. But it's just like, there's some, there's, there's, there's another episode I did a few days ago where I talked about how important it is, how important it is to separate yourself from any jealous, bitter energy. It's just so toxic and it's deadly. And this is a perfect example of that. It's extremely deadly to be around jealousy, bitterness evil hate like it's haters have to get blocked immediately mm. it was the episode about how to deal with haters that's the episode if you want to watch it on my podcast that's the episode okay let's see um let's listen to this next one um geo says just because of what platform i choose can't change slash this um disfortune my worth I know my worth. Exactly, Gio. That's right. Like, it's just bizarre that somebody would try to associate a platform you choose to be on with your words. Like, like who? Like, it doesn't make any sense. It doesn't, I, it doesn't bother me. It's just so confusing how they, like, make these things correlate. But the more you try to understand a hater, the more confuddled you become. Because it's like, they don't make sense. It doesn't make sense to be a hater in the first place. So whatever logic this hater creates inside their head... Inside their hating head, whatever logic they create is going to be a maze of confusion. It, it like literally has never made sense since the inception of their haterism. So, um, I'd EY, um, wait, I'd, I'd says, I join your lives when I'm high. Oh, all right. 
Um, just did some hot ones. What in the world? What is a hot ones? I never even heard of that before. Um, Edgar says, same. Y'all are all high in my life. Y'all are a mess. I, I'm not, I don't get high at all. I'm literally just drinking my tea, living my best life. Luxuriously. Um, hello from, from Leicester, Leicester, UK. United Kingdom. Shout out to the United Kingdom. Sending love to you in the United Kingdom. Um, I don't know how to pronounce your city, your country, though, or your your city, I guess. I don't know how to pronounce that. It's L-E-I-C-E-S-T-E-R. Leicester? Leicester? I don't know. Um, the, foolish dreamer, the Foolish Dreamer says, um, oh, Gary the Goose literally has a nest. When the world has a nest outside my house, he's a great goose. I'm glad that you and the goose are friends now. I'm glad that he stopped attacking you. So that's toast to the goose. Toast to Gary the goose. Um, that's actually accurate. I don't, oh my gosh. Hold on. What did I miss? Did that person get blocked already? That person must have got blocked. I don't see their comment. Um, la 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 what? I can't. I don't um, what does that tea help with? Kidneys? Um, it says that it helps with, of course, some more of it now, inflammation, respiratory problems, sexual dysfunction, problems with low iron, diarrhea, stomach aches, gonorrhea, um, kidney and liver conditions, bacterial and herpes, herpes and um, anemia. That's what it says on here, on the thing. So, I mean, I can't, I can't say it really does. I can't say that, but because, you know, legally I'm not a doctor, but it's a very good tasting tea. I feel great from it right now. So I'm going to keep on drinking it. I'm going to start braiding my hair now, too, as I talk about my day today. I kind of feel like I already did in a way, you know, I've been doing my walks and stuff. I went and had this delicious, like this delicious hummus wrap from Creation Organic. It was so good, y'all. Oh, my gosh. It's like there's no bread on it. It's like uh, they use collard greens to wrap it in. And I don't know. I just really I love the flavor of it. I'm not supposed to be eating a lot of chickpeas while I'm on this cleanse. But I don't know. I just really was. I was really about it today. I was like, this is some good old situation here. That's some good wrap. All right. I got my tea all poured. Pour it in. All right. Cool, cool, cool. Let's see what we got in here. I know it means black. Oh, yeah. Negro means black for sure. Negro, that's what. So the tea is. Cordonello black. <laughs> um, I think green tea helps with kidneys. Uh, I'm, it depends. If it's Japanese green tea, I think it's a little better. But I don't know. Some of the green teas are GMO. So, ooh, so be careful. Be careful with the green teas. Even though I like matcha sometimes. Um, that's actually accurate. Hold on, guys. Okay, um, Mama, Mama Bear says, "Wow, it just really goes to show. So, so you really have to pick and choose carefully. Yeah, you really have to. You gotta." Mama Bear is talking about the, you know, the woman who, the girl who was um, poisoned by her own friends. I'm like, you're just trusting your friends. You're out there just eating some food. Like, oh, I made you some food. I made you some drink or something, and then you just, you pass away because of it. Like, your friends were that jealous. Mm. I mean, it's just so dark. Like, I'm trying to imagine if that was one of my 
siblings or something, like I just would, I would go crazy. Like I don't, I don't know what, I don't know how I would be able to process that. I would go find all of them. I can't even say what I would do on here because it it's too explicit. But um, yeah, I can't even handle that. Um, if it was my, if you know, if that happened to my sister or something, or happened to sort of my family. Um, Geo says Hot Ones is a TV show that a guy named Christopher is where they do lowest lowest to hottest sauces no drink oh my goodness oh that show I, I definitely have seen that show before mm -hmm. well Christopher is the, the name of my ex it's so weird that you said that name well, I guess the guy's name that's the guy's name on there too that's a common name though very common very common <laughs> um in a specific amount of time I think oh wow okay with famous people, I may add Jack, Jack Septicai and The Rock, PewDiePie. I like PewDiePie, and of course, I love The Rock. I was a fan of The Rock since I was a kid. You know, do you smell what The Rock is cooking? What is that? What are you doing? It doesn't. What's your name? It doesn't matter what your name is, Jabroni. Like, do you smell what The Rock is cooking? I can't do it. My voice is like, I don't, I don't know right now. But yeah, I live for The Rock. PewDiePie is very entertaining too. I, I watch a lot of his videos, a whole lot of them. Um, yeah, I don't know why I don't watch him anymore. It's not like I, it's not like I chose not to. I still follow him. I think I just haven't seen him on my algorithm as much. So I just haven't clicked his videos. But I like it. I like PewDiePie's videos. He's very entertaining to me. Um... And he's low-key really hot. Or, like, high-key hot. PewDiePie is, like, hot. I don't know. I don't, like... I don't know if people understand. Like, have you seen him, like, shirtless and stuff? He's pretty hot. Um, if he wasn't married and had a kid, I think, or whatever, then he could get it. Yeah. Um, Blunt Sleazy says, I love collards. It's probably my favorite greens. Okay. Um, my favorite green is arugula. That's my favorite. So, um, if so for my cleanse, I'm going to be eating like a big old meal in the morning. So maybe I'll come on tomorrow morning for the, for our morning chat with like anything I can find in the kitchen and make a big old meal of like arugula and, um, um, walnut meat and hemp seed and, you know, or amaranth and stuff. I'll just have a big old feast of that. Um, and then I'll just, I'll, cause I want to eat a whole bunch in the morning so that I don't really get hungry through the day that much. So then I can just do my teas through the day. That's the plan. We'll see how it goes. I love, love, love eating. And so this is a temporary thing that I'm doing. Like it's not, I'm not going to do this forever. Like it's just more like you're supposed to cleanse for temporary time, but I want to get through my herbs and just like do Like you're supposed to like eat once a day for these herbs. Like that's. It's like it's like intermediate intermediate fasting or something. I don't know. Don't just do it unless you have unless you know what you're doing. So like research, do your research. But that's what I'm doing now. Um, so I want to eat like a really big meal, um, and we'll start. We'll start it tomorrow. I'm nervous because like like I'm such an emotional eater. I'm just like if I know that I ate my my meal for the day, then I'm gonna I might feel kind of off. Like I might be like oh my god I'm hungry again. But if I just keep drinking teas. Um, I think I'll let myself drink teas and have fruit. You know, I'll get, I'll have like fruit, fruit and teas. I think that's fair enough. You know, that's fair enough. 
Like, that's not like food food. So it gives my body a chance to digest. And maybe I'll have sea moss with it, too. Anything to fill my stomach up until the night. And then the next morning I'll eat again. Like, oh, it's going to be tough. I've never done it before. So I'm going to try it tomorrow. We'll see. I still want to go on my walk. That's why I want to get a really big, thick meal in the morning. Really, like, as much as I can eat of all the healthy things, like amaranth and arugula and stuff. But we'll see. I'll let you guys know. And if I, if I get too hungry, then I'm going to be breaking it. <laughs> but I'm going to try my best. Today, I kind of did well. Like, I had a big meal in the morning. Then I had that little wrap. It was like a, the hummus wrap with the greens. But I guess that's, like, not... That's, not, that's me not fasting then because I ate. But it, it felt like a light meal. It was a light. Like, it was, it was wrapped in collard greens so technically it was like a light you know i don't know i'm gonna do better tomorrow let's see how it goes um let's see what about jack jack septica um hold on hold on let me see what he even looks like i don't even know if i know who he is by heart um you said jack i kind of skipped them over when you said him because i lived i don't know if i know him um, Jack Skeptic, how do you say his name? Septic. <laughs> Jack in the Box. How did Jack in the Box come up? I've done so many commercials for Jack in the Box. I can't. It's crazy how healthy I am when I've done so many fast food commercials and like so many restaurant com- I've done, oh, I've done so many fast uh, soft drink commercials too. It's just insane. Like, uh, that's why I can't like really diss anybody too much about health stuff because people are going to start pulling up my old commercials and be like, but Rock Mercury was in this commercial. Rock Mercury was on this website. Rock Mercury did this campaign. And I'd be like, oh, well, that was the past. I'm learning, you guys. I'm learning. I'm trying to do better. I wasn't even eating it back then. I was just getting my money for rent, you know? I got paid to do these commercials. I wasn't a, I wasn't a public figure at that point. I was just an actor. I didn't even have, like, any social media that I promoted back then. I was, like, just had, like, my friends on Facebook and a very small Instagram following at that point. Um, all right. I found him. This is Jack Septicai. Why is his name Septicai? That's such a weird name. Isn't septic, like, not a good thing? Isn't that, like, a nasty thing to be, like, septic? Like, isn't that, like, a septic tank? Like, why is his name that? Um, he's actually quite hot, to be real. Um, oh, my God, here's him shirtless. What? Oh my gosh. Um, well, I don't know who he is, but he's he's quite hot. Um, so I'll leave it at that. I don't, I've, I've never seen his videos before, but good shout out to him. Shout out to Jack Septicai. Um, let's see. Yeah, PewDiePie. Geo says, yeah, PewDiePie is hot. Yeah, PewDie- PewDiePie is um, is very, very hot to me. Um, Gio- Giovanni says, hi, how are you? I'm doing very well. Today was a beautiful, gorgeous day out in the sun. Um, got a lot done. I did feel, I did wake up with like a sore throat a little bit. And I had like a, and my ear was hurting on this side. And that's why I'm, that's why I'm like committing to my cleanse now. I'm like, let me just commit to this cleanse and really go hard on it. Just to get like a fresh start, you know? And then, like, cause I don't, I don't usually wake up like that, but it was like, it was hurting on the side where I was laying. Like I was laying on my right side and it like behind my ear was like hurting. So I don't know. It's just like, 
I don't know, I feel better already. Like, as I got up and drank water and had my smoothie this morning, like, I instantly was feeling way better. So, I don't, I guess maybe I just needed to have more liquid or, I don't, I don't know. This is, this is probably going to help me as well. Um, how are you doing, my guy, says Joshua. Oh, sorry, sorry, Gio, oh, Joshua's here. Okay, so that's not a different person. And Giovanni, I'm Joshua. I'm doing extremely well today. Um, I watched the sunset. I took a video of it, so you guys can watch it too. So beautiful today. Um, and I'll talk about my day in a second because I just want to read these comments first, and then I'll talk about my day a little bit more. Um, um, his eye was slit and cut deeply, and he was bullied. And in school, his name was Jack Septiguy also. Oh, so that's why his name. So Gio says his eye was slit and cut deeply. And dang, that's hardcore. Like, I, just even saying that makes my whole spine shiver just thinking about that. Like, I'm not afraid of it because I, can't, like, I believe if you fear it, it's going to come to you. So I refuse to be afraid of that happening. But I, I have empathy for that experience and sympathy for it too. Um, that is intense. So he got bullied in school, and his name was Jack Septic Eye. Also, that's so messed up. Um, Jack means Sean in Ireland, so that's his full. So that's the full name. So Sean, wait, what? Jack Septic Eye, Sean. So Sean, Jack. Okay, I'm confused. So Jack is Sean in Ireland. I have family from Ireland. Like in my, I saw my beard is orange. <laughs> Random, but yeah. That's some people from Ireland in my background. I got the red hair from that and those people. Um, shout out to Ireland. Um, I think that's so weird that Jack means Sean. Is that real? But I guess there's like other names that are weird too. That like, you know, correlate. Like Alexander means Sasha in Russia. Um, so, um, the great poke says... Where is your fan that you spent so much time to go outside and get out of storage? Oh my God, the great poke. How do you remember? You remember, you really remember my videos. So that was like months ago. I did that. Um, the fan is in my office, which is going to be my new walk-in closet. I, I'm turning one of my bedrooms into a full closet. I have so many clothes that I figured the best thing I can do with that room is just literally making it a closet. Like, I thought I was going to do a yoga workout room in there, but it's just... I don't know, like, there's already a big closet in there, so I figured, why not make the whole room a closet? Because I have one of those, like, big ones with the big mirrors that I can slide. So I'm like, why not just, like, if it's already there, like, because I don't want my clothes in the garage anymore. Like, I'm afraid that there's going to be, like, you know, outside things getting on my clothes or that the temperature is not as controllable out there in the garage, even though it's a big garage. But yeah, I'm just gonna, I'm going to make this whole room a closet. I think that'll make me feel a lot more sane. I'm taking the bed out of there. I'm going to keep the tables in there, but yeah, I don't need the fan right now. But it's in there. That fan is in there. Uh, it translates. It translates. That's what he said. Oh, wow. Okay. Interesting. Very, very interesting. Um, well, he's hot. <laughs> Thank you for telling me about him. Maybe I'll check his videos out after, after I get off. <laughs> And maybe I'll... Never mind. Ooh, I almost made a joke. That was dirty. Let me stop. Let me stop. That was not going to work on TikTok. 
Um, yeah, yeah, lol. Okay. <laughs> um, well, today I was so excited to get into that the Beyonce Vogue video. Um, yo, he has kids. Watch, watch out. Oh, okay. Okay, I will definitely be leaving him alone. Either way, I am not trying to break up a happy home. I I would not want that done to me. I've been cheated on, and it doesn't feel good at all. Even though my songs, a lot of my songs, like, make it seem as if I'm a homewrecker. Like, I'm going to take somebody's man or something because the songs are really ratchet. Like, I have a song called Mercury Retrograding on Your Man's Face, which is a little rude, to be honest, but it's one of my favorite songs. My dad loves that song. He loves it. He always, like, quotes it. Um, it's really ratchet, but it's one of my, I, I wrote it while I was in Paris, France. Well, no, I wrote it, I wrote it in Paris, France, then I recorded it in Florence, Italy, and then I mixed and mastered it here in Los Angeles, after I got back, after I got back in, then I released it and released it and mixed and mastered it here, but, um, it, I remember this thinking, like, this song's gonna be iconic, like, I need to, like, go hard on this song, and it came to my head on the flight to Paris. The whole song came as in one. It just came as a whole song. Like the, the melody, everything. It just came. The whole song just came in. I just wrote it and went, and went for it. Um, let's see. Um, Jessa Mexican is saying, Rock when, Rock, when are you going to eat another waffle? Never. That waffle was delicious. It was from Earth Cafe. Um, it was not a vegan waffle. That waffle was definitely not a vegan waffle. I was trying to delude myself. And because sometimes the vegan waffles you get are just so dry and like sketchy. Uh, I can make some that aren't dry. I, I can make a delicious vegan waffle. But for some reason, the restaurants, they don't make good ones. So, say, I don't know. I haven't had a really good, a really good vegan waffle from anywhere. I'm sure there's maybe there's some place that does them well, but I, I can't do it. I can't. All right, we're at 1,000 likes. Thank you for the 1,000 likes, you guys. Amazing. Um, appreciate you. But yeah, I, I can't eat that waffle again. I'm happy I did it for you guys on live. And I was like lying to myself the whole time, trying to think like, okay, no, this this waffle could be vegan. It could be vegan. I knew it wasn't. There's no way. Like I, I could taste the the like buttermilk and the egg in that waffle. Like there's no way. But the, the, this acai sorbet on top of it was vegan. If that counts for anything. If that counts for anything, that part was vegan. So that's why I would not be eating it again. But I just, I just, it was a nostalgic moment. And I, to be real, I was kind of depressed that day. And so I was just eating my feelings um, and trying to have a nostalgic moment. Um, but yeah, I will not be having that waffle again. But shout out to Earth Cafe because they do have vegan options. That's just not one of them. <laughs> How dare I? How dare I eat that waffle? Uh, yeah. Um, oh my gosh, let's see, um, Gio says, should have called, should have called it around the world, wait a minute, copyright, wait, should have called it around the world, wait, did I miss something, copyright around the world, oh, oh my goodness, wait, let's see, oh, around the world, retro. oh, I see, for the song, no, the, yeah, the, the song title, the song name was kind of a long name. It's, I named it Retrograde Your Man's Face. No, no Retrograde Your Man's. That's, that's what I named, I named the song Retrograde Your Man's with a Z. Which, I don't know why I named that song that. Like, I really must have been very, um, 
Because I named it when I got back. When I got back to L.A. So I must have been on some ganja or something for me to name that song that. Like, it's too long of a name. Retrograde Yamans. It's just too long. I should have been like... Retrograde Yamans face. Or like... I don't know. It was just... I should have named the song something else. But I love the song. I mean, it's really good. <laughs> It's a good song, but people would think from listening to that song that I'd be stealing people's man and stuff, but I don't. I don't do that. I've never taken anybody's man from anyone. Um, but I think a lot of it came from a repressed feeling of, like, falling in love with straight guys and stuff and, like, feeling as though theoretically it would be hot to do that. But I would. I, don't, I respect women too much to take some woman's man from her like that. And I feel like I could because I've, I've, had, I've had opportunities um, that, uh, I'm like, I wouldn't want to do that to a woman or anyone, like, I don't, it's weird, like, some of these men are so unloyal, they'll do it right, like, the, the girl, the woman would be on their own, like, in another, in the room next door, and they'll be, like, hitting on me, like, hardcore, like, not, and I'm, I'm very, like, gullible at times or whatever, like, I, I pretend to be, I'm not, I'm not really gullible, I, I see everything, but I like to, I like to just kind of be, like, oh, who, what, oh, what, you know, but I, I see it all, um, and they really go hard sometimes that they're they down to risk it all and i'm like are you serious your girls in the literally the other room like you really are trying to proposition me right here like are you serious right now it blows my mind and i'm like you these like chris brown says these o's ain't loyal these o's ain't loyal i'm saying oh i'm not saying the words i'm saying oh like a-e-i-o-e oh um yeah yeah, these O's are not loyal. Neither are the P's, the P's, the Q's, the G's, the L's, the M's. All the none of them are loyal. None of the letters of the alphabet are loyal. <laughs> but um, yeah, I kind of made those songs to warn women too. That's like, yo, your man is takeable. I'm not saying I'm a taker man, but your man is takeable. And my alter ego, Rock Mercury, which is this is my alter ego, I guess, or is it? I don't know. Like, my ultra ego would take your man, but I'm not really. But just in theory, I would. Um, let's see. It looks so good. 1K, it looks so good. <laughs> Laughing my butt off. I told you you could be a comedian. No. The second I know I'm trying to be a comedian, it's going to it's gonna fall flat. The second I try to do that, like, that's not, I'm not made for that. I'm an artist. I'm a musician. I mean, shout out to comedians. Comedians are amazing. I love comedians. Like I live for um for Dave Chappelle, who I think is the greatest comedian. Comedian, um, second to Richard Pryor, who is like, whoa, um, but yeah. So I love comedy comedians, but no, I'm not trying to be a comedian. I just like I like to live my life and say what I gotta say. <laughs> Especially now, not in these days. These comedians are getting canceled right, left and right. What are you drinking? I'm drinking some um. Some Cordonacillo Negro tea. That's, that's what it's called. Some Blingo Balance. Very healthy herbal tea. Um, laughing, laughing my butt off, LOL. <laughs> these, Gio says these oranges ain't loyal. No, they're not loyal, y'all. These oranges are not loyal. Before I forget, when I was walking back towards the end of my walk today the end of it because i had a beautiful gorgeous walk at the beach i've been trying to go out there every day see the sunset when i can i work until like four o'clock 
on my own businesses and stuff and then I just I go to the beach it depends on the day and I try to like balance it out um but on the on the walk back I saw this cute couple they were like sitting on a bench and she was sitting on his lap um and they were just like looking off into the sunset and it was just they were just really I don't know it's a sweet moment and it reminded me that I don't have to be a bitter bee I want to, I want to say the real word but I don't have to be a bitter bee um that love does exist for some people. Like, I think those people were in love. I think, like, they were just, they were, like, so sweet together. They were just, like, they are just in a moment. They weren't trying to do it for attention. They were just sitting there, like, and they were just embracing each other. And it wasn't like they were even doing PDA or anything. They were just where he was, she was sitting on his lap. But it was, like, it was very natural and cute. Um, and it softened my calloused heart a touch. Just a little bit. Just a little bit, you know? But I love going to that beach because, like, there's enough people for safety, first of all, so there's not any wild animals. I, I like going to other parks, too, but sometimes you deal with some crazy wild animals in Los Angeles, and these wild animals are desperate. There's some fire things that happen out here, and um, these animals are hungry, and so I don't want to be out there alone with these wild animals, first of all, because there's lots of other, other hiking trails, but I like this particular place for that reason and because... There's so many, there's such an, always a fresh new group of people coming there. Like it's, nobody looks at you weird for this walking. Like it's made, this, this area is made to walk in. And it's just like all these mansions around and just the most beautiful clean beach you'll ever see. Um, oh my God, something happened at the beach two days ago and they had, was that yesterday? I feel like it was yesterday this happened. I think it was yesterday. Like there was something, something went down. I don't know what it was, but the the paramedics came. They had like a lifeguard zooming across the beach to get to this one location. Um, the firemen came. Like everybody was zooming zooming in to get to this to get to the beach for some incident that happened. I have no idea. Then the day before that, somebody had um, something happened at the jewelry store on Manhattan Beach Boulevard, and. I saw the cops and I recorded, I recorded part of it. So you'll see it in the video that I'll post out. But like, it was kind of weird. I'm like, did somebody try to break in? I, it made me think that it was like a, like one of those, one of those situations where people put a mask on and they just go in and grab what they can and dash, like grabbing dashes that they do in the pandemic now, which is so disturbing that people do that. So sad. Um, but it seemed like something like that. Like it is, it was weird. Like I was confused on what was going on. There's a lot of people crowding around at that section. The police were there, but it was still orderly. You know, they did it in an orderly way. Like, they were trying to handle it in an orderly way. So that was interesting. And then today, on the walk, when I got to Hermosa Beach, I was walking back. Um, I, I just saw some beautiful things out there and stuff. And But I was walking back, and this guy was, this homeowner of one of the mansions on, on the coast, he was trying to wipe some paint off of his glass. Like, like the, he had like a, he had like a fence that was on the side of the boardwalk and then on top of the on top of like the the brick fence part there was like a glass section so he can see through it but it still was protected and apparently somebody painted over it or like they did some little some little tagging on it some graffiti and he was trying to wash it off um he was just spraying something on it and washing it and i, and I like I, as i got closer i saw that it was like it looked like some some half some probably some kid did it. I don't even know, but it just it reminded me that even in these nice areas, 
ghetto stuff can happen everywhere. <laughs> so, because um, that really is a very nice area. That house was at least, at least like four or five million dollars for that house. I would maybe maybe even more. And I might be on the conservative side. Um, it, that was a it was a it was a very prime location house, and for him to be out there having to wipe that off. First of all, it was nice that he had they had enough pride to, you know, get that get that stuff off of that immediately because you don't see any graffiti on the side of the beach, which makes me think they must have like an ordinance in the in the HOA that just makes sure that nobody like that even if there is graffiti that they have to get rid of it immediately. Like there's none. I've never seen any graffiti until today on that section. So but it just reminded me like, okay, well Everywhere has things. Everywhere has something. So just be appreciative where you are, um, and do your best to get to a safer space. So I, I just felt a little more comfort comforted by it um, by seeing that. I mean, I, I hate that he had to go through that, and I hate when people tag stuff, like especially when it's bad graffiti. It's not even well done. That it's like scribbling. I'm like, what is this? Like, why are you ruining? Like these materials cost so much money, and they get to paint it, or he was out there scrubbing it, and it was just a lot to do. So. Please don't go tagging. If you're watching this and you're a tagger, please just, just go tag a piece of canvas. You know, go, go buy a canvas from Michaels and and draw, draw and paint or something. Like don't don't tag people's property. It's not cute. It's like it really is very disheartening to the public when we see graffiti. That's like especially ghetto graffiti. Like if it's like a different kind of graffiti where it's like artistic, that's different. A little bit different. It's still kind of shady, but it's a little different. A lot of those things are um, commissioned. So, let's see. I have to go in a minute. Okay, good to see you. Good to see you, Gio. Hope you have a good night. Um, the Foolish Dreamer says, what you, what got you into modeling? Oh, I have not started my hair yet. Let me do this hair so I can go to sleep after this. I'm tired. Um, Gio said, uh, the Foolish Dreamer says, what got you into modeling? Um, I was like, I don't know, I didn't think I was attractive when I was younger. Like, I thought I was, like, I was kind of, I was real, I was fat, to be honest. Not that, not that that inherently makes you, like, not attractive, but I just think that I looked, like, dorky and, like, very fat when I was younger. And so once I became vegetarian and lost weight naturally, not on purpose, just, just happened to lose it. And people thought I was, like, way more attractive. That was when I was 15. And so then I was like, you know what? Maybe I can do modeling and I can do music. I can like, get publicity and, and get into music from this. Because I never considered doing do modeling because I was always, like, like fat and fat and not attractive or something. Like, that's what I thought, at least, um, until, that, until that point. And so then... I like found this agency and once I got my head into it, I went to a modeling school, which can be a scam for some people. For me, it was interesting. I learned a lot from it. It was way more expensive than it ever should have been. I paid thousands and thousands of dollars for this modeling school. And looking back, I could have like learned that on myself, I feel, or, but I got some connections from it and I ended up being close with the owner of the agency who, um, or not the agency, I, the owner of the school and the agency later on, because when I got into the agency, like, um, they didn't take me seriously until Abercrombie and Fitch wanted to book me for, like, a campaign. Um, they wanted to book me for a campaign, and I just 
like that's when people are like oh he actually has modeling skills whatever he actually has like what these companies are looking for but my mom didn't want me to be you know with bruce weber who was had a lot of allegations against him for inappropriate situations at the time and so i didn't do that i didn't do that campaign but it made my agency like really look at me a different kind of way um and I did a lot of jobs and a lot of campaigns in Houston and Texas and like Dallas and stuff. Um, and then I was like, you know what, let me go back to LA so I can book more jobs since now I'm getting more work. Then I like came out here and I just started booking a lot of work. Got with like some of the top agencies like Wilhelmina and Next and Ford wanted to sign me, but I was already with Wilhelmina. I think I chose Wilhelmina models over Ford models at the time. Bad idea because Wilhelmina was very toxic place to be, to work with, even though they're like the number one agency. Um, there's like a casting call over, over um, I think there's like over 80 people there. So there's a lot of people, there's a whole bunch of people in the room. And I was the only, I was the only guy to get picked to go back to, um, that they even were interested in, in, in the whole casting call. Like they had no interest in anybody else who showed up. And then my best, my best friend, she was the only woman they chose. So we both got chosen to be a part of the agency. And it was kind of crazy to see that. I'm like, out of all these people, for real? Like, like nope, they didn't choose anybody else. Everybody else was crying and stuff. And I was like, ooh, all right. So, but I thought that was going to be a good thing for me, like, working with them and stuff. But it was very toxic. And I can see why a lot of models have a lot of psychological issues. But I learned a lot. I got a lot of context from it. And I found out where the real money was at. Where the money reside. Where the money reside. Um, now I hire models, you know. And I model for my own campaigns when I want. And, yeah, it's just... Models go through a lot. And these models are broke a lot of times. So they'd be on billboards. I've been on so many billboards. And I wasn't even able to afford hardly a lot. Like I was, I had, my money was messed up when I was modeling. Um, and a lot of them, I was, I was on big campaigns and stuff and it was just still, it didn't matter. Like the money was so messed up, like how they treated you and the agencies kept your money. Like it was a dark industry, but I thought I was just using it for publicity so I can get like, if I, if I could have made money from music at first, that's what I would have done from the beginning. I would have never started modeling ever. I wasn't even interested in it because I was like. It wasn't an option to me. How could I be passionate about something that some that people told me I could never do? But I don't think they knew that I was going to be attractive or something after I lost that weight. Um, and got, like, some style or whatever. I don't know. It was weird. It was just weird to be told one thing for so many years and then have the, have the same people flip on you and be like, oh, you're so attractive now. Oh, this, oh, that, oh, that. You should do this. You should do that. It's like... These are the same people who were just telling me to stop eating. <laughs> like, what? It was so bizarre. So bizarre. And I was in my cult religions at the time, too. It was a mess. Such a mess part of life. But, you know, I'm just thankful to have learned what I learned. Now, I wouldn't be doing what I'm doing now. if I like. Now I know the fashion industry at a different level. My connections are, like, major now, so... I just, I never have to be disrespected on these sets again like that. Like, if I do a campaign, it's because I want to do it at this point. Like, things have changed so much since back then.
things have changed so so much like and when i open i'm gonna open up a mail agency at some point i have the name for it and at the website already i'm just trying to figure out when i want to launch it and what team i want to be around, to be around me because i don't have enough bandwidth to do it to do that agency by myself but i have the idea and i know exactly how i want it to work so once that launches I'm going to do only mail agency first. I might do females later, but I'm thinking I know more about mail agencies. I know more about what's required and, you know, how to support mail models. Um, so, because I, I already, like, I've already booked so many mail models on, like, major things. And it's like, why should I should have an agency so I can get credit for this? Like as a producer or like a creative director or whatever, like you don't get as much credit as you would if you were, if I had an agency or a management team or manage, like I manage these models, like it'd be different, you know? So I'm, I'm looking into that. I'm not looking into it. I already have it. I literally already have the name for the site. I already have everything. I have everything I need for it. Um, Let's see, you should have went to the, you should have went on top model for the experience. Oh my gosh. Um, they believe me, they tried to get me on there, but Tyra Banks is a scammer. She's too disrespectful. I would have cussed her out on every episode. She she wishes she had the audacity. And plus I was making, I was making way too much money to go on top model. Are you serious? Even as a, even though models didn't make that much back then, I was making way too much. I was getting picked up in limos and stuff to do photo shoots. Like, you think I'm gonna go do some top model? <laughs> <laughs> and ha and have them tell me what that well I don't know she was she 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 should get sued for what she did to those models that was like but I did watch all the episodes it was hilarious but it was it was not it was not a place I would ever want to do I was never tempted to do that either the same way people were always telling me like oh you should you sing so well you should go on American Idol my ex used to tell me that all the time he was like oh you're such a good singer go on American Idol I bet you would win. I'm like, you want me to go American Idol so I can give up my rights? Be treated crazy by Simon Cowell, who I would immediately go punch the second he talks crazy to me. Um, I actually like him now. I think Simon Cowell's hilarious. I like how, how brutally honest he is. But back then, I'm like, there's no way in the world I'm going to go get disrespected by these people. For what? Like, I can. I was already writing for artists at that point. So I was already in the studios with these big artists. So, because they always knew, I've been writing since, since before I was, like, since 13, I was writing. And so, I was like, why would I need to go on American Idol when I already know the producers? Like, what am I, like, what doesn't make any sense to me. So, I felt the same way about America's Next Top Model. And who, who of those girls are really that, that famous? Even Eva, Eva whatever, she's like a housewife now. What's her name? Eva, Eva Mendez? Not Eva Mendez, but what's her, what's her girl's name? Eva something. She's the only one I even recognize, but she's like, she's on, she's on a housewife show. Like, that's not even, that's not a come up. That's like a come, that's, that's when you're like, your career is about to be retired. Um, someone says, um, no love K2. Oh, Eva Pickford. That's her name, Eva Pickford. Yep. She's drama. That really, her going on Housewives was so damaging for her brand because we, we got to see what she was really like and the things that they were hiding. It was just, that was a hot mess of a show. Embarrassing. So embarrassing. Um, 
But whatever, I guess everything's embarrassing at this point. She's beautiful though. Very beautiful person. Um, no love says, would you cut your beard off? Why? Why would I cut my beard off? I already had, I, I didn't have my beard when I was modeling. Now I'm too successful to do anything for anyone. I live not the way I want to live. I look the way I want to look. Um, I'm more powerful with my beard. I'm more recognizable and more powerful. So I'm never cutting my beard. I'm gonna let it grow and grow. And anyone who asks me to cut it, I instantly don't like them. Immediately. If somebody tells me like, that's how, that's how I can gauge people too. When people try to cut you down, literally, they're like, oh, you should cut this, you should cut that. I'm like, you can go suck a, you know what? You can go suck a what? How about you cut this? Cut, mm, never mind, I mean, I can't, I want to say so many things right now, but I can't because it's TikTok. Ah, but oh well. That's how I instantly, that's kind of how I gauge a, a person's mindset. If somebody instantly goes to a space of like trying to change you and literally cut you down and I don't need anything from them. So they're just like, they're giving me, I never asked anybody either. I never asked anyone, what should I do with my hair? What should I do? No, I live my life. I'm the way I want to be. So if somebody goes out of their way to tell me some random stuff like that, I'm like, um, who are you? How dare you? And you're blocked. You know, that's how I feel about it. I'm like, you think that I don't know how to cut my, if I want to cut my hair, you don't think I don't know how to do that? I can do, I can cut my own hair. I literally can style my own situation. I'm braiding my hair right now. I can braid my hair, but I can't cut it. You think I'm, you think I'm not, I'm not intelligent enough for that? Like, obviously I know if I wanted it, I would have done it. You know, so it's just such a dumb question whenever somebody asks something like that. It's just so frustrating. So I just, it's not frustrating, it's just like annoying. It makes you just want to block them um, for my life. So, cause it's just like, it's, it's a, it's an insult to my intelligence. I'm like, don't you think if I wanted that, I would have done it? Like, are you serious? I can cut, like I have, I have a whole set of clippers in my, in my um, cabinet. I can do whatever I want. I used to cut my own hair and then I used to get a mirror and be able to do the perfect lining around my hair and like do edges. I could do all of it. I can cut other people's hair. I can do all of it. Like you think I'm, everything's, I'm, everything's intentional. People haven't seen a raw, real person. A person that's like just completely just living their life and letting everything grow. You know, like people don't know what natural looks like anymore. Everything's so like you know, cut and precise and stuff that they feel like they have to, it can, it's unruly unless it's, you know, shaped a certain way or done with it. No, you know, this, to me, this looks like wealth and richness because I get to look this way. And if you guys look this way, you guys, your bosses will tell you something or your family, will t your, whoever owns you will tell you something about it. But me, I don't have anybody that owns me. I own myself. I own my own companies. So I get to do whatever I want to do. And that's just how it is. So I just love that. I live for that. But I, I do use that to gauge. Because I, I think about it, th about it that literally. If somebody's going to go out of their way to ask something like that or to... And it happens often. Well, not that often. I don't really talk to that many people. Um, it only happens once. When a person does it, they know not to never ask again. Because I tell them about their life. And I usually don't talk to them again after, to be real. Um, my mom's an exception. She said something, but she stopped too after she was like, oh, okay, I'm not asking that again. So she knows. So, but she did ask at first. Um, 
But, you know, that, that's just her programming. I don't blame her too much. That's just what, you know, that's one person. And she birthed me, so she, she gets to have a pass. But she doesn't come at me again. But if she kept on doing it, then it'd be a different story. It'd be like, okay, we're not talking for a while because you're over here being disrespectful, trying to cut me down. And I want to look the way I want to look. And I love having my natural hair. What's wrong with me being natural? Does me being natural make you feel, you know, some kind of way? So, and why is that my problem? You know, that's, that's the kind of things I think about. So, that's how I feel about... Um, about this, that concept. Like, everybody wants to be super... Um, manicured or whatever the word is. Like, I don't let my hair... Uh, I, for a while, I was going to do my long nails, too. But no, long nails was too much for me, personally. That's something that was just uncomfortable. It was just... It was too hard to do things with it. It wasn't... You know, so I cut those down. But it I thought for a second, that would have been cool to have long nails. But no, I just... That wasn't for me. But for long hair, I love it. Like, it doesn't affect me in, in any negative way. You know? I just feel more and more like the longer it gets, the more of a boss I feel like, the more free I feel, the more powerful I feel. Um, but I already am, I'm already am powerful. I don't need the hair for it, but it's just, it just like feels good. I love, I love it. I love like, it's like an F you to the industry because in the industry, you're told what to do all the time. Your agency's telling you what is going to work in the books or what's not going to work and it's the constant, you know ownership in a way they try to own you but not me not me now I come as I am and somebody wants to book me this is what I am this is who I am you know I send them a recent picture so that they can know you know how to style me or whatever but they, they know never they cannot even touch my hair with, with a um with Scissors or anything. They can't cut anything. Ooh. Zero. So they know that before I even go on set, they know that. And I still work on set. I haven't done it recently because I've been turning down work a lot. They've been calling me to come on set for like a few different movies and TV shows. But I just, I don't know. I'm so busy. Like I love my freedom. I don't, I like, like I do love being on set. I appreciate being in Hollywood. It's fun. But... I don't know, like, there's, to have to sit around all day and be, you know, even if you're in a trailer, it's just like, oh, it's just kind of a lot. When I could be at home making more money and I have my freedom, I can go to the beach when I want and just make my food and live my life, chill with my, chill with my dog and stuff, like, it's, I just don't see any real reason to give up my freedom for these sets anymore. But every now and then, like, I have, like, if there's, like, a big commercial or something and it's going to be, like, a shorter day or, I don't know, commercials, I'm, I'm okay with. Like, TV shows, I don't really go do those anymore because I don't feel like it's, a, it's worth it as much. But commercials are, they pay really, really well because they pay residuals. Um, and they are more, they're, they're, they're more simple. They don't usually, like, they treat you really well on those sets. They respect your, um... They respect your boundaries and stuff on commercial shoes because they don't want to get sued. These are big companies. That's how I've done so many commercials. Ooh, okay, final braid. 
All right, I finished it. There we go. So, I can do these braids, but I can't cut my hair, y'all saying? They may not be the, like, the neatest braids, because they're gonna come out in the morning. I'm gonna take them out in the morning when I wake up. But, you know, just braiding them to be separate so that they don't tangle up when I sleep. I'll put my satin cap on here. Keep it moving, keep it rocking. Um, but yeah, so I think I'm going to go to bed in a second. But yeah, the day was really beautiful. I think I, I think I hit on everything I wanted to hit on today. I went out to the pier. I went to two different piers today. I went to the Hermosa Beach Pier and the Manhattan Beach Pier. So it was really pretty to just go out there and like all the people out there fishing and stuff. And um, and yeah, then I I just I, I walked to see some some more houses. Oh, then I saw. Um, I saw this kid, not a kid, I guess he's like, he's probably like 19 or 20 or something, I don't know, but he ran into the middle divider on, on Hermosa Beach, and there was like four or five cops out there, and I don't know what would make that happen, they must have been street racing or something, there's no reason, this, this is in the daytime, Ooh, this is like literally daylight, and he ran into the middle divider, messed up his car, and they were trying to figure out what to do next with them. And I could tell he was like, he was like, the, the guy was, there's other people in the car too, but the main guy who I think was driving was just sitting on the side. He And he could tell he was reconsidering his whole life. He was like, oh, dang, I messed up. All these cops are here. My car's messed up. Like, I am screwed. Like, he was trying to probably figure out what's going to happen next for him. And I felt for him. I kept walking. Though. I'm like, ooh, that's a lot going on over there. I don't want any part of this. So I kept walking around that. Um, but it's just, I can tell he was not having the best day <laughs> after that. Um, but yeah, it just reminded me of the, just to be very conscious and not to rush anywhere. Like, where are we rushing to? What are we, why do, why do people street race? You know, I don't, I don't understand that. People be, like, speeding to where? Like, where are we racing to? This is not, like, if you want to race, just go and grab the bottle on your, um, on your, what do you call it? Your Xbox or your PlayStation, or or play Mario Brothers or something like. If you want to race, do it somewhere where you're not gonna, you know, harm yourself or others. It's so selfish. Like imagine these people speeding through everywhere, and they crash into someone for what? Like what? Like for just for the joy of the speed of the, of it all? Like you're doing it in public places, you know? Yeah, he hit a he hit a middle divider, but people walk over there all the time. He could have hit somebody. That could have been a whole different situation. So it's just I don't I don't get it. I, if anybody's watching this, please reconsider speeding. Like this, don't speed. Like I don't. My, my grandfather was a speeder. He doesn't do it anymore. But he like when I was learning how to drive, he was like he used to he used to like to drive fast. And um, one day he stopped doing it. But I always thought like where are we going that we need to go this fast? And a lot of times people will speed through in the street and they end up at a red light, right next to the person they sped by, and that's how a lot of times people get blick blicked they get shot up or whatever because people don't like getting cut off and sped and race you know it's just what are we doing this for what is this for like why are we speeding through the streets we don't need to do this and it sounds crazy too but all the loud like it's like what's the point what is the point all that sound to go nowhere i was on the phone with my grandmother and i was like driving to the store or something and she was like, oh, gosh, what's that sound? I'm like, yeah, some some car is just, like, 
driving right next to me, the same, I, I don't drive fast at all. I just literally chill when I drive because I like the, the experience. I don't need to rush anywhere. No, never in any way I need to rush. And so um, this car was making all this noise and they were going the same speed as me. And I'm going like the speed limit, maybe a little less, or maybe maybe like right about the speed limit, you know, just chilling, coasting. And they're making all this sound. And she's on the phone like, oh my gosh, you're so loud. That person's so loud. I'm like, yeah, it's crazy loud. They're literally not going anywhere. Nowhere fast. I'm not even racing. I'm not even paying, paying attention to them. Because the second you pay attention, attention to them, they do a nod at you like, hmm, let's race. I'm like, no, I don't want to race. I don't want any part of this. Like, there's crazy tickets out there. There's, there's danger in it. What are we benefiting from racing anyone? Especially public. If you're doing it in an arena and your job is a NASCAR racer, that's different. Um, that's a little different. But it's like, for what reason? Like, what is the reason? That's the real question. So I just want people to think before they go out there speeding through anywhere. Like, there's just no point. Like, you're going to the same destination. Like, just just relax. And if you need to race, go on a computer game and race. But not just real-life stuff. Like, people are dying for no reason. It's not like we're not going anywhere we're racing. Like, it's, I think it's so reckless. It's not cool or anything. It's barely cool when it's on a, on a racetrack because all kinds of things can happen then, too. And then somebody passes away for a trophy, a possible trophy. You know, like, what are they fighting for? I mean, I guess there's some monetary prizes there for the professional racing. But even then, it's like you're running in a circle. Like, is it that worth your life to to drive in a circle? So, I don't know. I'm just, I'm so over it. I'm just, it just seems like a whole bunch of ego and braggadociousness. Unnecessary braggadociousness. So, all right, you guys, I'm going to pass out now. I'm so sleepy. Let me turn my computer off and I'm ready to get to bed. I thought I was going to upload a few more videos before night, but I'm good. I definitely think I've done enough today. I think I've uploaded in total about two, three, four, five, six, like at least 11 videos I uploaded today. So I feel decent about it. I'll, I'll do even more tomorrow if I can wake up early. I think I have some classes tomorrow too. Let me see what time they are before I go to bed. Um, am I missing something that I want to talk about today? I feel like that's it. I did watch a doc. I did watch a um, a social proof podcast about this super dope music um, music executive named Benny Benny Pew. So Benny Pew is his name, um, and he is. Super iconic in the in the music world, helped to break a lot of huge artists, um, helped to support them and and build them up. And he was talking about a near death experience he had riding in a friend in his friend's car, um, and his friend passed out while he was driving, just from after after leaving the um, the gates of of their house. They just I guess he I don't know if he was drinking or whatever, but like. His friend passed out and had his foot on the gas. And that can happen to any to anybody. People can pass out for all kinds of reasons. I'm like, that's so scary. So like that's even more of a reason to drive consciously and slowly so you can maneuver your way the best you can 
out of those situations and prevent those situations from occurring more often. So, let's see. Okay, uh, ooh, my views are doing well right now. Hold on, okay. I need to see if I have any class tomorrow that I wanna go into. Which course would I like to go in? It's 12.50 right now. I woke up I woke up pretty early, even though I went to bed so late. Like, at, the thing I went to bed at three in the morning, I still woke up at like 7 a.m., which is so bizarre. Um, how bizarre, how bizarre. Uh, okay, Tuesday we have, ooh, 7 a.m. Oh my gosh. There's a 7 a.m. class. And an 8 a.m. And a 9 a.m. that I want to go to. 10 a.m., ooh, 10 a.m. too. And 11 a.m. And a 12 a.m. on 12 p.m. And a 1 p.m. Oh my God, it's going to be a long, I'm going to be in courses until, um, let's see. Um, oh, I'll be in class until 3 o'clock, it looks like. I'll be in until 3 o'clock. So I don't know if, I don't know when I'm going to go live then. I don't know if I'm going to go, I don't know what time I'll go live. But when I do go live next, I did want to discuss non-fungible tokens and what I feel about them at this point. So maybe if I can get up earlier, but, uh, 7 a.m. is pretty early for the first class. I'm not sure. We'll see what happens. We'll see, but... Either way, the next one I do, maybe I'll do one at three o'clock after I finish this last this last um, real estate class. So I wanted to go. Not it's like a it's like a meeting. So uh, I love continuing. I love continuing education to stay to stay in tune with everything going on in the market. So I just know what I'm what's going on. Um, but yeah, I I may just do it afterwards. Then I may just like stay in the class. The whole time, and then after three, then I'll like do one live tomorrow instead of multiple. Because I want to do one, and then go to the beach, and maybe I'll come back and do another one after. We'll see. We'll see how it works out. But it's be an hour one. So, thank you so much for joining in today. Anyone who came in, um, have a great night. I am so exhausted. I will see you guys soon. Rock on, Mercuryans. Link in the bio. Rockmercury.com. Peace out.